Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good day. I think we've covered our bases internationally for our demographics that have expanded wonderfully. My name is Herb and I'm an alcoholic. Welcome to our big book 12-step workshop. This call is being recorded. Please join me in prayer to have our minds and hearts opened. God, please set aside everything that I think I know about myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps in you. For an open mind and a new experience of myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps, and especially you. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Tonight, we're having our final discussion on uh, step one. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol. Dash. It's an important dash. Tonight we'll spend all of our time having a dialogue with you concerning your experience with the material after the dash. We've spent months on the material before the dash. Our alcoholism or whatever your addiction is, substance or process. But I've said repeatedly and I will continue to say it throughout our year together that the part after the dash is the most important part. Our lives had become unmanageable. Somebody who was paying particularly good attention to the way the phrase is, had a conversation with me today and said, um, it sounds like Bill intended it to be connected to our addiction, our alcoholism. Our lives had become, had become wonderful listening and reading of the literal text unmanageable yes anybody who is in the practice of their addiction their lives are going to be unmanageable and perhaps that's the reason he didn't place the instructions that are in the big book the explanations that are in the big book concerning unmanageability in the step one structure of the presentation in the big book because he wasn't thinking about it in fact the way we're thinking about it but you come to your own conclusion and you've seen this before the bondage of self is what bill talks about of course it has two components the first and the second halves of the first step if you're in your addiction you're certainly in bondage if you're in unmanageability, you're certainly in bondage. I have given you the model, and this is a repetition to make sure that you're embracing this model because I'm going to, at the end of our time today, I'm going to give you the assignment on step two. 
And step two is unpacked, I believe, in a much deeper way when you unpack it using this model of the body and the mind and the will. It certainly has, I believe, been supported by the way I've unpacked step one in the first step addiction as the presenting problem, a problem of the body and the mind, the doctor's opinion and Bill's commentary about obsession. And then my interpretation of some material in the big book that leads me to believe the spiritual malady is in fact the real problem, a problem of the will. I use the word spirit there because some people prefer that. I make lots of subtle distinctions between the will and the spirit. More of that when we get to step two and step three. Addiction, and we talked about substance and process. Powerless, no choice. Look at the top of the, of the PowerPoint. I really encourage you to maybe not use the word powerless during our journey, during this entire year with respect to step one, but substitute the word no choice so that you might come to it with new vocabulary and therefore new experience. No choice over your addiction. No choice in your managing your lives. The first half is about addiction. The second half is about reality. Your life as it manifests. This is my interpretation. You won't find that in the big book unless you interpret the material Bill presents. Addiction has, of course, two parts, the power of the body. Dr. Silkwood says we have an allergy that produces the craving. When we looked at that deeply to try to understand the words in the big book and then to connect your experience to those words. The mind, Dr. Silkworth referred to it, but he didn't unpack it in any specific way. He related to it. He's a psychiatrist. Of course, he's going to talk about the mind, but his opinion was really about the body. And then Bill took up the baton, pages 23 to 43, to take a look at the mind. And he said, we're insane, but not in the Carmen the common voc vocabulary or parlance that people use the word. Unhealthy thinking we saw on page 37. We're subject to an obsession. And the problem with the thought that is an obsession is that it's a lie, it's a delusion. Then we don't know that we don't know and we can't see that we can't see. And thank God for Frank Buckman, that Lutheran minister who created the Oxford group for transformation of the mind. Now I'm artificially, as I've said many times, making these distinctions because as a human being, we're holistic. There's no separate body, there's no separate mind, there's no separate will, but there are these realities in us that if we take them apart the way we're doing it, we can come to an understanding. And on page 45, Bill says, lack of power is our dilemma. He starts step two intentionally, we agnostics, looking at the lack of the effective power of the will. 
that we have a spiritual malady. He describes it on page 64. Unmanageability, he talks about in the step one. Carl Jung is the first one who said to somebody who was a drunk, go find a spiritual experience. Because you don't have enough willpower. Your willpower is ineffective with regard to your addiction. And Bill suggests our willpower is powerless with regard to our living our life. Free of addiction. One out of 10 or five out of 10 have an addiction. All human beings. This is my conclusion now and why Bill could say in that first paragraph in the preface to the very first edition published in 1939, our way of living may have its advantages for all. Alcoholics and addicts, extreme examples of self-will run riot, all human beings, just plain examples of self-will run riot. What does it look like? I am having trouble with personal relations. I can't control my emotional nature. I'm assuming that by now you've looked at thought about, prayed about, looked at your history, applied this material to your own personal history, and done some writing in that will worksheet. I am a prey to misery and depression. We're going to look at it tonight. I can't make a living. I have a feeling of uselessness. I am full of fear. I am unhappy. I can't seem to be a real help to other people. And quite frankly, my answer was, and I don't really care to help other people. I want to look good. I just don't want to be good. I didn't know that consciously until I did the fourth step consciously in my fourth year of sobriety with the work as it's been presented to you, it was presented to me. Step one, we're powerless. The only solution the body, the doctor's opinion is, is full abstinence. It becomes problematic when it's not a substance, where it's a process addiction. What does it mean, abstinence? Pretty easy in process addiction like gambling. You just don't gamble. Pretty easy with regard to, um, what would be another one? A pornography. You just don't do pornography. I mean, I'm saying it as if I'm, I'm condoning the phrase, just put the plug in the jug, and I'm absolutely so far from that. I don't mean to at all, but just for simplicity's sake. But it's harder to say, have abstinence with regard to food, have abstinence with regard to relationships, have abstinence with regard to love, have abstinence with regard to fear and anger. Oh, what do we do with that? Exactly. Because they hijack us every bit as bit as the substance addictions because we're vulnerable to an obsession. That's the insanity. We really do believe that we, it'll be different this time if I read something, if I do something, if I get this advice, if I call that person, if I pray, if I don't mix it, if I do mix it. We really do believe it when we do it. And it never works. And we don't remember to remember that it didn't work. And we don't remember to remember the suffering not of a month ago or a week ago, but yesterday or this morning. And the, and the solution is right thinking. 
where our mind is restored to sanity. What does that mean? Healthy thinking. That we are given a spiritual shield. I'm using that term poetically. A spiritual shield. I think of Star Wars. And the shield that went around the starship. We're given a spiritual shield by somehow finishing this work a grace and a gift that we don't earn, but most of us don't get it without doing some precondition work. I did. I, I had no preconditions other than willingness, and maybe that was the key, and maybe that is the key. Willingness demonstrated by a, a little bit of action. But the real key is after four years of sobriety, I do this work, and I have an awakening. And then I continue to stay involved with AA and, and the step process and accountability. And at 10 years, I do the work for the third time and I see unmanageability for the very first time because of that behavioral description of those bedevilments. And I was then brought to a step two that was effective. Before that, 10 years sober to prior spiritual awakenings, my relationship with God and power was based on, quite frankly, fiction, fantasy, delusion. And I discovered that my concept of God was the very impediment to my relationship with the reality of power. You'll hear more about that as we do step two. The key to our addiction is completing the first nine steps. And Bill suggests that we will have recovered. We will be placed in a position of neutrality, he says on pages 84 and 85, as we enter the world of the spirit. But we're not cured. We have to ask, of what? Mm, I answer it by saying, of the spiritual malady of the spiritual defect, of the unmanageability, of the selfishness and self-centeredness. And we need to have an effective relationship with power. That effective relationship is given to us in step three. Or at least I understand the process of step three when I talk about relationship, and you'll see that when we get there. We'll tonight look at the will, the worksheet, and any experience that you've had with the spiritual malady unmanageability in this journey through the steps. Try to stay focused on your experience. Try to stay focused on this second half of the first step. Try to stay focused on the experience that you've had during the time that you've been in the workshop with regard to this aspect of it. There's, I don't have any rules. I'm trying to set my priorities tonight for you because I really do want you to have an experience of darkness, your personal history as you've remembered it, or today your, your experience of darkness as you're living it, especially in unmanageability, and know that this is the other side of it. I think you've seen this slide. 
There's no jail, there's no bondage here that's objective. There's no walls, there's no ceiling, there's no floor. There's just pathetic Herbie holding the bars in front of his face because he doesn't know that there's an alternative. He doesn't know that he's holding the bars in front of his face and they're not tied to anything. He's made up a story about being a victim and he holds his head into the bars so that he can't see the reality around him that there's nothing supporting the bars but his hands. It's so much setting us up for step four. You notice what I've done tonight. I've given you a bit of a roadmap. Our next assignment is going to be about step two, a decision about power. And then we'll go on to step three, our decision about a relationship with power. And then we will go on to step four, our effort at identifying the obstacles to that relationship. I've mentioned before in this material on unmanageability, pages 76 and 79. I'm not going to spend any time on it. If you weren't here and or you don't remember, make a note of those two pages and take a look at the, the phrases willing to go to any length. On page 76, willing to go to any length to deal effectively with our addiction. On page 79, willing to go to any length for dealing with the spiritual experience, our unmanageability. Pretty amazing confirmation of the structure as I'm delivering it to you. On page 43, I've, told, I've mentioned it before, but I, I think it's wonderful springboard for tonight's discussion, because again, it shows the parallel of the big book's confirmation of the structure that I'm introducing you to, even though it's not the structure in the big book. On page 43, Bill ends his discussion about step one. I'm very clear, that way the table of contents and the way the book is written. He completes his discussion of step one, his intentional discussion of step one in the structure of the big book on page 43. The alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. His defense must come from a higher power. And then on page 62, the material I've given you on unmanageability and the spiritual malady, he ends that discussion with the same conclusion with regard to unmanageability on page 62. He confirms that unmanageability is selfishness, self-centeredness. And at the very bottom of that second to the last full paragraph, he says, neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Again, setting us up for a journey into step two. I'm in the food program and yeah. have been for many, many years. Um, but I'm really taken seriously this piece about the spiritual malady mm. and that it's it was about the food until i put the food down many years ago and then it's about me and my problems and 
I had an incredible experience this week where um, there was a huge interaction and I have never felt such pain and such uh, hurt and wanting to, you know, make it all about the other person until I thought back on what we've been doing for the last uh, while. Um, and I could see that it's had nothing to do with the other person. It was my selfish, self-centered. Uh, it was my spiritual malady. It was all about me and had really nothing to do about the other person. Um, and yet, of course, the first thing I thought is, what can I go eat? But after that, and, and as I kind of prayed and prayed and prayed, I and thought about what we've been talking about, I could see that it was all about my thinking, my interpretation, and my spiritual malady, my will, my selfish and my self-centered. So I, I mean, I have learned so much with that over the last several weeks. I, I just wanted to share it, say thank you to you and to everybody else who I've listened to for the last week, um, because it's wonderful to be in a position after all these years of, of continuing to grow. Um, so thank you. Well, and, and that was absolutely my experience. And um, so I, ha I did the steps in, the first time in 88, the second time in 91, the third time in 94. And every time I had a new experience, so I was pretty excited about it. But then I didn't feel, and I'm saying this not only to support you, but also as a teaching moment for everybody else, uh, as to how to maybe discern the frequency of doing step work. Uh, if that's an issue with you. Um, so I, I, in all of those, I waited for the spirit to invite me in my meditation practice to do the step work and it worked out really well, but then nothing, nothing, nothing for nine years. I didn't feel any inclination to do any uh, additional journey through the steps one through 12 until 2003. And I chose a man to do that. It was a very good experience but there was no real new experience. And I thought, oh, I've brought it to kind of a conclusion in terms of anything dramatic. Now it's going to be very subtle on a daily, daily, daily basis. So that, that's something I just wanted to share. And it, it's the interesting for me is I didn't get till maybe 27 years in the program that I was the problem. I didn't understand <laughs> the selfish, self-centered. I thought it was the food. Oh yeah. And I hadn't had I hadn't had sugar in you know 20 years. Yeah. But it was still about the food. And yeah. I my brain kept thinking it was about that. And finally somebody says, No, you're selfish. <laughs> and I thought, I'm not selfish. I'm a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't but the book tells me I'm the director that does stuff from being nice. Right. Right. And so that was a big learning to, to yeah. tie that into the spiritual malady. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's just, it's been the last few years. Um, and so and I, now I just continuing to grow, but this has been really helpful. So thank you. Well, I'm glad we extended the conversation because I'm sure that was a really helpful conversation, especially to the people in the food addict arena, um, because you, I, the emphasis is not about body size and about body weight, um, although that's an issue, of course, but the real issue is about your relationship with the spirit, whatever that means to you. That's really the only issue. 
<laughs> and then, as he said on page 64, if you take care of that, everything else is going to take care of itself. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Wonderful way to start off our discussion tonight. Thanks. Well, why there's a problem, and I know that's the problem, instead of solving it, and I tried again and again and again, and I want a different answer from it. So why do I do that? Why is my character defect is I'm trying it again and again and again? Well, I don't know why you're using the term character defect. It sounds like a defect of your will, that your will is ineffective. And that's the whole subject of tonight's conversation, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, yes, and, and, why, and why isn't probably a, a healthy question. It, it's like, do you have that problem of a lack of effective willpower? Yes. So the healthy question is, what can I do about it? Well, I'm working on it. Oh, really? All right. I mean, how's that working, really working. Wait, how's that working for you? Like, for instance, I had an issue this weekend, and I was able to say no, and no was a complete answer for me. Okay, so, and, and how did you uh, get the, the willpower to do that? My sponsor, my therapist, myself, writing and reading and meditating and going to meetings as much as I could. Okay, so you've you've given me a list, a laundry list of wonderful tools, but what's the what have we been talking about here in terms of the ultimate answer to giving you power? What can I do? What can I do mm -hmm. to have effective willpower? Nothing. I'm powerless. I don't have a choice on my own power. The only answer is I need to find a power other than myself. And that's not my sponsor and that's not meetings and it's not meditation and it's not self-confidence. Mm -hmm. So what do you do now? Well, I, I talked to, can I give you what will happen? No, 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 you can answer my questions, but I don't think you're going to be able to because I don't think you understood what I've been talking about. Listen, what you've done is just wonderful because you set us up to have a very productive and uh, effective conversation. Now, now you listen to some of the people's shares and their experience, and I think it will really help you connect to what we're talking about, okay? I just wanted to say the two things that struck me the most about from since last week were that, and I, I went back and um, listened to the recording that that Freud quote. Yes. Uh, all human beings need to make their unconscious conscious, otherwise they will conclude that they are a victim of, of other people's malevolence or ill will or fate. Um, Oh, yes, because I have, you know, like you keeps and I want to thank you also for keep saying that thing about those. I mean, I've been abstinent a really long time from sugar and flour and alcohol. And then I probably three or four years back, you know, was felt like I was white knuckling it, even though I was doing all the stuff. And I certainly had spiritual experiences as a result of working the steps. So I like that you keep saying that. It makes me feel uh, there's, ho there's hope there. 
That's and right. And then, no, no, yeah. no, exactly. And and Bill introduced yeah. Pope right in the beginning. He said there, the the second chapter, I think, is there is a solution. So yeah, yeah, it's it's good to walk down the valley of death, but know that there's some type of lantern someplace. <laughs> well, geez, I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, you know. And this helps me. And then the other part, when you sort of last week picked apart the, because I, you know, this 61 where page 61, I would read it and go, ha ha, yeah, you know, that's me, whatever. Yeah. But then when you broke it down, like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's bad. (laughs) That's really bad what you've been doing. And um, that is so. And then, so then after that, and then reading that question, am I convinced that life run on my self-centeredness can hardly be a success? Well, all of my decision-making is based on how can I get my way? Even though, like you say, I've been, you know, I've been in 12-step recovery for more than 30 years. Exactly. Well, that's why I say, no, that's, I'm going to pause for just a minute. This is, is, you're speaking, I mean, it's because it's, you're confirming that what we're doing is effective, that you're having this experience after that kind of length of sobriety. And I just want to say it. It's the best kept secret in the 12 step rooms. Yeah. Yes. Here we want to cry. Well, yes. It's good. It's yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go no, ahead. No, that's all, really all I had to say. I just, um, I'm, it's good stuff. Thank yes. you. Yeah, very good stuff. And whether you're six months in recovery and abstinent or not, or whether you're 30 years in a variety of programs and you're discovering this, it it's like, good. I'm glad you're discovering it now because yeah, you've got the rest of your life in front of you and it will it will expand your spiritual consciousness and the other thing is i have a real new newcomer who's oh boy is she suffering from the food anyway and i'm taking this to her now so yeah well as a brand new newcomer and that's yeah. the way you show gratitude to the program to the fellowship to the workshop you show gratitude by passing it on Absolutely. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Thank you. Great. So you asked us to take a look at the initially on page 52 and read the bedevilments and change out some of the words so that I said it in the in the personal with a personal pronoun and in the present tense. Yeah. And initially I did that and you know I kind of felt like I could relate a little bit, but not not entirely truthfully. And so what I did is I, I was inspired to kind of rewrite them from my perspective. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to share a little bit about that. And your perspective is what? Oh, I I have, I work in Al-Anon program. That's right. Now, part of it is, yeah, this felt a little black and white for me and, Mm -hmm. and it didn't really resonate. Yeah. So this resonates a little bit more for me. So. Well, because you made it personal. Yeah. You took the time to be creative in prayer to make it personal. You took this work seriously. There must be something here for me. I'm not relating it to the way her presented it. So I'm going to be creative. And I'm just endorsing that. 
Yeah. Go ahead, please. It felt like those pointed me in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like, of course, this can't capture everybody's experience. So what I what I found is I'm having trouble accepting my loved ones as they are. I don't always know what I am feeling because my thoughts are so loud. I get stuck in my head and I cannot feel my heart. I am prey to disappointment, dread, and despair. I can make a living, but my current job sucks the life out of me. I recycle my worries. I don't trust or know how to partner as equals on my own. I don't easily surrender to unmanageability or ask for help or guidance. And I believe a strong person is one who is self-reliant. Yeah, and you know that that's an unhealthy belief. I know that all of these are unhealthy things, but here's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the unmanageability for yeah. me. This is what it feels like. This is what the bedevilments feel like inside of me. So. Right, right, right. And in one of the steps, I forget which one in the 12 and 12, Bill says that human beings, especially addicts, alcoholics, um, have a difficult time establishing partnerships with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just used that word and it triggered that remembrance of the what's in the 12 and 12. So, well, a lot of people say it, there's one disease, you know, and the yeah. Al-Anon is oftentimes considered considered the other side of the same coin. So, well, and in fact, as we're as I presented mm -hmm. it, as I understand it, there is only one problem and that's unmanageability the spiritual problem now it yeah. very it, it manifests in different ways the alanon has a behavioral thinking and feeling pattern different than the alcoholic all right but the essential problem the root problem as bill says the root problem is that self-centeredness right yeah yeah lack of god yeah well that that's that's a leap now and and next week i'm going to comment on that that that's what you just did is what bill does on page 44 all right yeah i read a little bit of that yeah. i kind of appreciated turning a couple pages where i was like oh boy there it is there it's <laughs> it's 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 a it's it's a leap even in the verbiage that he uses because it's not logical the leap that he makes yeah, he, he, he did exactly what you just did. Yeah, the letter to the agnostics is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Thank I look forward you. to that. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. I get um, I have a lot of trouble with you sharing some of the things you share, like how you <laughs> didn't really want to help people. You just wanted to be recognized as someone who helps people. Yeah. And um, the other thing that really got me was your initial um, story about how your sponsor told you that um, he that you had a lot of information and no transformation. Yep. And I, I identify very closely with those things. And I, I'll just want to tell you that it sucks. <laughs> uh, well, it, yeah, initially, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful. I, yeah, it's like my cover is blown. Uh, yeah. yeah. And to myself I, yeah exactly what i've realized is it's exactly it it's it's to me i can't believe my own bs anymore and and i've i've kind of come to the realization that 
my self-centeredness is more cunning and baffling and powerful than alcohol. Well, you're touching the such depth of truth. Wonderful. And I keep, so what, what's interesting is uh, when I first got sober six years ago, um, I was going to be the, the best alcoholic in the town I was living in. I was going to get good grades in AA. <laughs> I was going to memorize the big book. I was going to sponsor more people than anybody. Yeah. And you're a high achiever. That's a funny, that's a hilarious story in itself. Most of them landed in jail or skipped town with their girlfriends. Um, <laughs> or somebody it, else's girlfriend. It was, <laughs> it was a disaster and it reflected poorly on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, but this ego thing is just so, I'm just, it just kind of sickens me actually. I get kind of sick of it. Yeah. And I, Ignatius has this thing where he talks about how the purpose of, of humans is to revere and praise and serve God. Mm. And as I was doing some, the, one of the writing assignments, I recognized that the only thing I revered, have revered for decades, is my own desire. Yeah. And the only thing I could praise were my own accomplishments. Of course, yeah. And the only thing that I served were my own ends. Yes, yes. Short-term short -term gains, all. Mm -hmm. all. All of it. Yep. All of it, immediate gratification. Immediate. I'll, yep. I'll deal with the consequences later. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably not. Yeah, right. uh, but they have a way of catching up with me. Yes. Uh, and so I just, I wanted, I shared this a while ago, and I just wanted to keep, I wanted to share it again, I guess. It, like when I went through the bedevilments, and I remember reading it, I read your first book, and I remember reading the bedevilments and thought, oh, isn't that interesting? You know, I know a lot of guys who've got these things, and <laughs> I'm so full of it. Yeah. And, and then, it, but when I sat with it and did the first person thing and recognized I could rattle off entire paragraphs for each one of the bedevilments. And most poignant of all was what I, I how I almost destroyed my own marriage many times. Yeah. And, and it was always her fault. Yeah. Um, she wasn't enough of this or didn't do enough of that or right. he was just a little bit different or right. you know would handle this differently and it's and but for the grace of god i would have destroyed the relationship yes that that ultimately played a big part in saving my life yeah and yeah. At, at the same time and i i, I want to just make sure that you're hearing it but other people too yes the grace of god but there had to have been something in you, like some level of goodness, some level of willingness, some, some level of an openness for you to get the traction that the grace invited you to. See what I mean? Yeah, I, I, in treatment, they used to talk about how God quieted the liar <laughs> in my head long enough for me to see that I needed help. Wow. Long enough to see that I was in trouble. 
I love uh, it. I was in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thank you so much for this and to this wonderful community because yeah. each week the work takes me a little deeper. Yes, it does. And it's the same thing over and over, but it goes a little deeper. Yes. And you hear it differently, even though I say it the same or pretty close to the same, you hear it differently because you're different every week. Because if you're pressed up against it gently, you become more open. You become more conscious. Therefore, I can say the same thing I did last week or the week before, but you hear it differently because you're different. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No. I mean, thank you because it's not a comment I would have made without your prompting. And I think what we did was expand everybody's now understanding and experience of, of what they're already experiencing or the hope and anticipation and expectation of what's in front of them. So that's great. Thanks very much. And one of the things that was so interesting, and I actually talked to my sponsor about it, was this looking at will versus looking at spirit as that third side of the triangle right because spirit oh i recognize okay we're all spirit god's spirit i'm spirit god's in me i'm in god all that but to have it spelled out as will it's almost like it something in me clicked i'm like oh yep. so it's like the executive functioning god is the executive i'm the employee you know, just the, yeah. the, no, the you're right on the money and you're using terminology from brain uh, biology and psychology that, that this is the executive functioning. Yes. Right. So I, so what was interesting is it's the marriage of like, okay, I have this meat that I walk around with, with you know, all kinds of blood and stuff you know, going through it. And yep. then there's the brain, which is a great toy. I got a good install. It's a lot of fun to play with. Yep doesn't go haywire. Yep. But then there's this thing that just like, it's that fusion and it's that third side. So I guess, first of all, just thank you for that because I've been looking at that will ever since I, cause I've paged yep. through the material as soon as I downloaded it. Yep. Um, and I guess because when I was taken through it, uh, the correspondence was, as my sponsor explained, it was the, the fellowship treats the body the steps treat the mind, which made a lot of sense because I'd taken, taken through the steps out of the 12 and 12 where I learned a ton, but right. I didn't have that experience, did not have it. And I was searched. I was so hungry for it. I was looking everywhere. I wouldn't yeah. leave people alone. And then the um, uh, uh, service treats the, uh, uh, the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So the three legacies fit the triangle. I'm like, well, that's beautiful. I love the symmetry, but I have an idea, I think, of how that works with will but i would love it if you could if that's something that works for you that those yeah. legacies against that if you yeah. could is this, is this the appropriate time to talk about that or we could do it another time that's also no, I, I see that it will spend some time on it i think it's a wonderful uh insight uh and it's totally the the vocabulary is totally arbitrary that you're using and that i'm using but we we identified it similarly so um, I'm not going to spend any time defining because you and I are talking the same language. Right, um, okay. I would say that the will uh, 
could in fact be that third component in terms of the service because it's the decision making to put myself into action now i use the term spirit synonymous synonymous with soul and so the soul is that life force in me that contains all of these executive functionings all right so I make that I'm, I personally make that distinction. I don't do it uh, in the workshop because I, it's not necessary. Um, the what I'm trying to communicate is the function of the function of the will in us that makes decisions to take actions. Because many times we know what the right thing is to do. Oh yeah. But how does it get translated that knowledge? into actual action doing the right thing that's a very different function and it's quite frankly it comes out of the training i had all right which goes all the way back to aristotle and then saint thomas aquinas and i was trained in the monastery and that's my background so but it it, it so helped me unpack this step one this way over iterations of going through as somebody earlier said going broader and deeper in the work. Oh, I think you just said it actually. Yes, I did. It all becomes a mush in my head because I'm just resonating with the way you're describing it. So I'm not sure that that answers your question or helps you, but uh, uh, I want to stay with the term will. That's fair. For the functioning of uh, the decision-making process. And in fact, uh, expanding yours and everybody's sort of perception of that, I'm going to refer refer you to a page in the Way of Life document, so that you can actually see what we're what I'm talking about. The way I approach the steps is I divide the steps into will and mind. That all of the even steps are mind knowing knowing understanding steps and all of the odd steps are decision and action steps which is pretty amazing to see the dynamic that this process is built for us as human beings at least as i've modeled it uh page 57. okay cool i'll look that over yeah well well yeah. you'll find it in, you'll find it interesting because you've you've raised the question in your own mind and made some connections and, and some other people might not at this point it might not be useful well i guess for the unmanageable just pure unmanageability or yeah. or um no choice what's been fascinating especially this past week although i've noticed it a growing awareness of it throughout this work this time through has been the profound lack of my having anything to do with when I go to, when I go do something that I'm not supposed to do or don't want to do, but I find myself doing it at this point, maybe I would say 60% of the time I'm like, oh, hey, God, we're going to go eat this extra blah, 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 or I'm staying up to watch an extra, you know, episode of blah, blah, blah. Right. I laugh and laugh. I'm like, I know I'll pay for I'll have the consequences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you do it anyway. Yeah. I do it anyway. And I know right. it. Yeah. More, 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 especially as we get into steps two and three, you'll see the application of what you and I are talking about as I try to unpack it using that vocabulary. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm looking at abstinence and ACA in the process addiction. And what that looks like is uh, honesty and mutual respect and having a deeper relationship with God. Now, I don't know how that really can be measured on a daily basis. I mean, we do give out coins, but there's not that definitive. Like when I came into AA 32 years ago, Al-Anon 32 years ago, OA just about two years ago, the food's down. This is the one that I'm working on. And um, so it's hard for me to measure that abstinence. I know when I'm out of it, but it's not like a daily, it's not like I can string a year of not being a jackass or not being kind to people. Basically, what the program is teaching me is to be kind to myself, kind to other people, and don't get into fights with people. And then when I wake up the next day, I feel better. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I thank you for stopping that. So I can see in the will that. If I'm not taking care of myself, I may not do so well the next day. Yes. Or the day yes. after. Yes, 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 yes. And 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 the whole point of this experience that sometimes I make decisions consciously that are not in my best interest. And I don't seem to be able to stop myself. And the whole point of this process is to get to a point where our willpower is so in alignment with reality or our concept of God's will. Our will is so in alignment that we don't have those major speed bumps in our life. Okay, because and, and the because when I just wanted to share really quickly in the doctor's opinion in the book and the big red book for ACA, it's it's mind, body, then spirit, but then Colleen, you already cleared that up for me. So right. thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have any problem with the word spirit. I like the word, but again, we have to understand what does the author mean by it? What does the book mean by it? And um, the uh, and, and Bill uses the word spirit the way I've interpreted it, I believe. In step 10, he says, we enter the world of the spirit. A capital S. Well, um, I'm not sure it is. Maybe it is. I'd have to, actually, that's a really good question. I'll have to take a look at that. I'm not going to do it right now, but 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 pay attention. And, and thank you very much for that button that you pressed. Pay attention to initial capital letters and the, and the words that normally would be capped that are not in, in small letters. That really tells you what the author is thinking. If, if in fact, it's not just a typo, but normally it's not a typo. It, it's revealing a contrast that's subtle until you get it. And then it's not subtle at all. Page 61 finally made sense to me. After, <laughs> in what um, way? In what way? In what way? Um, I thought it was very general and very theoretical. Um, it was theoretical. Yeah. And that I just love the analogy of the theater, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he he did a great job. And something so simple happened. And I talked to my sponsor this morning, and I realized that I am actually doing this. Yes. Um, I couldn't. And it was it's basically that I get very upset when people change their plans. Yes. So it's like I can't deal with it. Okay. Yes. And um, and you know. Um, 
I, I've been told I have high, too high expectations, et yes. cetera, et Yes, yes, you're wrong. Okay, You've been told you're wrong, and that didn't okay, help. Both are wrong. Okay, 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 this is good. So somebody changed their plans at the last minute, and I was very upset. So whatever I did, I did. And then I realized I had to change my plans. Holy, but it was just, and I was going to do it right away, text somebody, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do my quiet time. I'm going to talk to my sponsor, whatever, whatever. And my sponsor said, um, it's not, you know, it's not that the people change plans. It's like, I'm the problem. I get upset. It's my reaction to those yeah, plans. That's it. And it's my self-centeredness. It was like, what does this have to do with self-centeredness? I mean, that's how, that's how my mind thinks. I get it. And um, how can I say this? Um, and she said, I take it personally. And so then I started to think about this. Yes. And I got, they don't care. I'm not important. It's all about me. It's all about me. And, and then something of the, I wrote from the big book, am I not a victim of the delusion that I can rest satisfaction and happiness if only I manage it? To me, it's try harder and harder and harder. Actually. And I think it's, um, I want these people to do things my way. Yes. I want, you know, I'm the director. And if, and if they would live according to my beliefs, yes. then I'll, well, I'll, you, I'll, you, know, I'll, you, you know the truth and you are the light in the way. Huh? <laughs> That's a quote from the New Testament. <laughs> okay. But yeah. it just, I actually experienced. And when, and when you said something about Freud, make the conscious unconscious, I thought, how? I do see the world as like against me and all this. But, but you just, it, it, you just had the experience. You just had the experience and of I keeping your unconscious conscious. Oh, is this it? Okay. Well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. You I, were I, not I, aware and now you're aware. Okay. I read these things and somehow I have a difficult time applying them to my life. Yeah. And, um, and that also, I thought, well, how does one do that? It must be some you know, trick or some formula or yeah, something. Right. right. But it's not, it's just- No, it like, isn't. No, it isn't. It's, it's a process. It's following directions specifically. It's attempting to pay attention and also to use that set aside prayer. It, it's, it doesn't change anything except you. <laughs> And um, and what you've also reminded me is a very good exercise for people is to reread pages 60 to 62. This is not a formal assignment, but if you want to have some perhaps new experience, read 60 to 62 in the same way you read the bedevilments, making all of the words, the verbs, personal and, um, and present. Personal and present. And you read 60 to 62, and I think you're going to actually shudder. <laughs> shudder. <laughs> I realized, because afterwards I said, I am sure this is how I treat my husband and my son. You can count on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then I, I wrote about it when you said, am I having trouble with personal relationships? Yeah. Yes. And I, I, yeah, yeah. And, um, but it was, Wonderful. It was, Wonderful. And, and I hope this is an experience because you say, and I believe you, that it has to be like sort of I have to experience a trans some sort of transformation yeah. and I want to. Yeah. And it may not be, you know, some big lightning in the sky. It right. may just be my awareness that oh my gosh. This That's is how exactly I am acting. That's exactly what it is. That's right. Incremental though. It's incremental. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. That was great. Good. I'm not I don't want to be too hard on myself. I do do service at my job, but 
if there's an opportunity that ah, it's going to be that's going to be too much. I really don't want to get involved in that. And that's going to take a lot of time. And I don't want to you know, my time right. to help those people. <laughs> those people. <laughs> you know, and it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like, a, there's a little rebellious part inside of me that's just like, no way, man. I'm going to do just what I got to do to get by. Right. It'll look great on paper. And that's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's where emotional sobriety comes in, is to be able to navigate that with a little bit of dignity. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to call myself out in front of a group. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly, um, see, that's what happens when we get conscious, but then that's the invitation to more consciousness so that we're not involved with that kind of struggle. Um, there's always going to be struggle in the sense of discernment. Do I turn right or do I turn left? And you have to figure it out. And if you make a mistake, that's the benefit of consciousness also. You identify the mistake sooner, you correct it more effectively, and you don't make it again. Yeah, so that's great. Thanks very much. A lot of the repetitive crises in my life and dis-ease has, and I, I'm Al-Anon, Alateen, now Al-Anon. Uh, has come from uh, my will, probably, misreading or interpreting step 11 for so many decades mm. that I prayed for understanding Yes. so that I'd have the power to carry out God's will. Because mm. if I get it, then I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. And that it really wasn't until I hit that hard, rock bottom and i'm a retread that second bottom is hard mm -hmm. that i got the quote gift of desperation and i have always loved that that spells god and that ego is edging god out mm -hmm. and how those two you know it's kind of like ego on one shoulder talking and yeah god on the other yeah but that as soon as i start asking why instead of how and the answer for how is so simple. So I um, I have come up with, an, is it an anagram, I guess, for why is who helps you? Okay. And then I ask how. And the answer from the big book is honest, open-minded, and willing. And right. I think those, and the, the H, the O, and the W really covers the body, the mind, and the will. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a perfect key for the perfect lock for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Well, and, and uh, your uh, metaphor for uh, good and evil the, on the shoulders, right and left shoulders, uh, reminded me that Dr. Berger puts it this way. He's a clinical psychologist, PhD, 50 years sober this year. And uh, he says, we, we try to get the best in us, manage the worst in us. I love the gentleness of that and also the personal responsibility that I'm, I'm, I'm a mix of darkness and light. All right. And what I focus on is in fact going to grow. Magical magnifying mind. There it is. No, yep. really, yeah. Yeah. So. Acceptance is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Herb.
Thank you. So, um, and I said that for anybody who might have flinched when I said we're going to step two and I talked about God, if you flinched or you had some type of a tightness in your stomach or a burn in your brain, it's okay. Because we're the, the, the title of chapter four is We Agnostics. All right. So we're going in there fully prepared to have an open mind. The homework reminded me of why I was drawn into um, the work that you do in the first place. I had been working with my sponsor and she had me working your workbook and I could not figure it out. It was way over my head. It was much too complex. And I think I was still of the opinion that like it was like I couldn't listen because it was too it was too serious. I couldn't take like if there wasn't humor in in like the message at this point it was not it was not for me right what i had done when i got the first assignments from her and continued to do now is to yes i like to look up the descriptions but I, it also helps me to look up the um in the thesaurus to see other words and then i kind of look up those descriptions and it gives me like a fuller like a more full it's like the thumbprint on the iphone yeah. Oh, it, 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 oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It, it, or I call it because of my generation, I call it the Rosetta Stone. That's what I refer to as my guidebook. But you're right. It's really dense and it's kind of like graduate school, you know, and if you're not ready for that. And by the way, of course, I've grown beyond that. And I, I had very little humor in 2004. <laughs> exactly. Well, what uh struck me was a couple of things the first one was willpower it's right there in the definition when i was looking up the definitions of these words control exercised by deliberate purpose over impulse i mean you can just stop at control yeah. willpower control so i'm out and then um admit it seems like the easiest word but I almost felt like, do I am I am I responsible to email her right now and tell him the definition of this? Is this is crazy? This is this must be like a new discovery. I felt like freaking Columbus or something because it was um, the like the contrast, but like the perfection of it. So, um, so first admit, acknowledge, recognize as true, and accept as valid, and then it goes on to allow access and then blah 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 a privilege of entrance right so like because i had always looked at this as like admitting is this um this totally shaming kind of thing yeah a total implosion yeah just the worst super embarrassment yeah um yeah it's a, like open the door to the light is to admit you in it's crazy and it reminded me of the you know let go to receive and so what, what it kind of like what it what it boiled down to for me was like to concede which i think of as a total negative connotation right, right. and then to give right the privilege of entrance privilege yeah. of access i loved that that did it for me um and there were a lot of other you know mind-blowing well, that's the fun if you if you're a, a word person and not, some people are and some people aren't then using the dictionary like that chasing words and looking up their synonyms and then using a thesaurus 
I mean that that can uh, it can be a fun experience if that's is that if you find that fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm just really happy to be here, and this I'm just tickled pink, so I'm gonna stop talking. Right, yeah. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you for your enthusiasm. All right, thanks. Two weeks ago, you were mentioning the guillotine over our heads that can fall at any point in time, yeah. and we have no choice. Yeah, fully agree with you. Um, manageability or the lack thereof coming from an Al-Anon perspective. Yes. Um, whenever things seem manageable, we want to wrecking ball it and give into our disease. Um, is there a point in time or can there be a point in time when life may actually be manageable? The whole point of this work is to empower you to manage your life. The whole point of this work is in fact to get enough power so that you can in fact self-regulate in step 10 emotional sobriety. That when you're disturbed, you own it and you take the actions to change it so that you're not disturbed. And I use the word and you'll hear it when I come to um, step three, alignment. Mm. Alignment, it's not in the big book, but it's such a great word to describe this process is about turning from my self-centeredness, which creates chaos, to other-centeredness, which creates calm. And it's the turning to be in alignment with reality and life as it flows. Follow up to that. The idea being that this happens on a higher powers timeline. It, it can't be something we control. Correct. Well, we don't, we don't control it, but I don't believe in a higher powers timeline. That's the only reason I hesitated. Yeah. Yeah. It, I believe in evolution. Yeah. Our own personal evolution as well as the evolution of the species. There is a difference. I mean, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. You know, it, Oh, wait, wait, no, you, you, you may not have heard what I said then. My personal evolution fits inside the evolution of the species. Of course. Do I influence it? You know, minimally. <laughs> but I'm subject to it. That's the point. Mm -hmm. ah. I, yeah. And, and well, see, now that could be a spiritual awakening if, in fact, you're seeing that as the explanation of reality. Don't take reality personally because it's just happening. And by the time it, you perceive it, it's already happened. Well, no, the perceiving. The, the, but, oh, yes, 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 that's true. And the point of this process is to be conscious of it while it's happening so we can influence it and not just be a passive crushed ant as the steamroller comes by so we can still be the ants but we can get out of the way of the steamroller bam yes all right yep, yep. it and bill and page 80 Pay attention, very dense material on page 85. He said the proper use of the mind and the proper use of the will. That's empowerment. 
The proper use of the mind is to create a vision of God's will for us. And the proper use of the will, by my interpretation, is to align myself with that vision. Yeah. That's simple, but that just struck me as really heavy. It's, it is life-changing when you really connect to the truth of it. Because it, it really makes it simple. As Bill says on page 14, we haven't seen it yet, but we will in step two. Simple but not easy. A price has to be paid. Mm -hmm. It means the destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. There it is right there. The whole Megillah. Yeah. All right. Awesome, Herb. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Doing this will worksheet was very challenging for me. I'm here to call myself out on it, too. <laughs> I feel that I want to turn the page from it so desperately because it's so incredibly embarrassing. I yeah. got stuck. I got stuck at, do I really care to be useful? And my defenses went up. I flew through this worksheet. And when I got to that one, I was like, yes, I, 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 I'm looking at it. I wrote, yes, I care. And, and like exclamation point. And yeah, I finished it, but I kept coming back to it because I felt the, I wasn't being authentic there. Uh, and I did come to the realization it's manipulation um, for me. It's a very, it's a problem. I walked into my office, Herb, I have a sign from Ronald Reagan, a quote in my office that says, there's no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care about who gets the credit. I actually have that sign there because I want people to, to know that about me. Most people <laughs> do, exactly. That's right. It was so embarrassing to me. It's so you did the hypocrisy of it good for you you're waking up it's wonderful it doesn't feel so good but <laughs> no. no it doesn't but i i needed to just you know share that and say that openly and hear yeah. myself say it my ears are are red right now even as like exactly <laughs> but, but you know, thank the you best part of this is your smile and your humor <laughs> about yourself aren't we just pathetic Yes, <laughs> a real hot mess, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sticking with it. And thank you. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. If you continue with that sense of humor, you will stick with it. If we get too serious, of course, we'll peel off because we'll lose interest in it. But thank right. you so much. Yeah, that's great. I keep um, reminding myself what you said at the beginning hold on tight <laughs> and i find that i really have to hold on tight because when i when i was reading about the bedevilments and reading like what i'm selfish not me yeah i'm self-centered i have nine children i've been giving my entire life right. but as i was talking to my sponsor she said so how come you're so full of resentment <laughs> if you're such a giving, loving, kind person, mm. but I finally realized because I was only giving in order to try to find some validation, 
you know, I wasn't really giving. I didn't see what the other person needed or didn't need. It was all about me. Yeah. So, it, uh, you're speaking in black and white, and it's never black and white, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna modify don't modify it, but I just want to make sure that it's in a context for everybody else. Go ahead, please. So um I'm so grateful that you know if I didn't have the support of my sponsor and I didn't have the support of the group, yeah, I would I, I would just fall into that pot of self-pity and poor yep. me I'd be right yep. back there again. Yeah. But the the as I keep rereading the big book. New things are opening up. Like I was reading when um, when the, when uh, he came to doc, to Dr. Young, and Dr. Young said, "Although you've had you have good spiritual convictions, they haven't helped you to have that experience." And all of a sudden, I saw all my religious practices also as being very selfish and self centered. There you go. I was doing God a favor. That's all I was doing. <laughs> this little. Yes, and yes. all of a sudden things are are opening up and um, I'm just keep saying to myself what you said to me at the beginning that was the first thing you said to me gently lean into it just lean into it because if not I'm again there I am I'm going to do it I'm going to get it I'm going to figure it out no I'm going to let it happen to me now that is something that I don't know how to do at all exactly. just yes. let it happen just sit quietly and just do the work and trust just trust the process. That's yeah. all. Yeah. No, it's 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 amazing because things are changing. Yeah. Things are changing. I'm becoming a little quieter. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. I just I really want to cry. <laughs> Even your face and your tone of your voice is softer. By the way, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. You're changing visibly. I'm so, so grateful. Thank And thank you, everybody. I, I just couldn't do it. I know I can't yeah. do this. I can't get all that awareness from myself. Lean gently with us. Yep. Thank you so much. I have a, some sort of a observation or revelation, something that's coming to me uh, with respect to, to the will and the first step and the unmanageability. And that is that uh, as a result of going to all these workshops, you're, you know, listening to your tapes and Dr. Berger. Um, I've come to, to get in touch with this inner child thing. And, uh, and, and it's just coming to me that the way I want to interpret the second half of the first step and the entire program actually, and, and my disease, is that actually I have a problem with immaturity and that the second half of the first step is my child, my, my immature side running my life. <laughs> Hazelden put out a pamphlet called King Baby. <laughs> yeah. So my question for you, Herb, is how do I, because I also have a problem with the higher power, God, yeah, as you put it, uh, you know, I'm not an atheist. But what's your question? You say how something? How do I reconcile with with working the program mm -hmm. while I believe that it is a psychological disease more than a spiritual one? All right. 
even though you've taken a look at unmanageability, it still seems pretty psychological in terms of the the uh, immaturity. All right, that's, yes. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, it doesn't give you the sense then, though, of a desperation, because now all you have to do is get a good human development book or a good counselor psychologist. And uh, if you get some good training, you'll figure it out and be able to manage your life. Well, I and your inner child will become an inner adult. Well, that's the way I, I, I see it right now, because okay. I, right. I think well, but you're going to stay with the workshop anyway, because you're going to you're curious about. Uh, this whole God concept and this whole God thing. And so you're going to participate in the step two assignments and exercises, right? Yes. Yeah. So because I'm open-minded. Well, try to be. Try to be. No, see, you're willing to be. It, yes. Your face even smiled. Because you know the truth. You're willing, but not so much. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, no, thank you. No, stay with us again. All right. Like so much shit going on. Yep. And I am so balanced because you taught me that the God, your God and the God that I know is the God of reality. And yep. I just totally accept reality. I go for my treatments. I do what I got to do. I'm <laughs> totally just really in alignment with what is happening and what I'm doing. And today at the, the treatment, there was a little bit of mishap because I have a port and the port wasn't working and they had to give me it in my vein and I got to go back to another doctor for my port and blah, blah, blah. It's all blah, blah, blah anymore. I just do what I got to do. Yeah. And it's all, I swear, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for yeah. giving life that I have that just accepts everything and is yeah. just in alignment with reality. Yeah. You, you, acceptance is the key. You don't have to like it. No, who likes cancer? <laughs> who likes cancer, but I do it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it's reality. And don't take it personally. Oh, my God, that was a wonderful way for us to round the corner tonight. So I'm so glad that you stayed with us and, and shared your experience. And I don't feel like God is doing this for me. God is doing this against me. God is God is God is in me that I'm able to to show up there. And I was making jokes with everybody and they're like, you are amazing. And I'm like, I'm only amazing because of the things that I've that I've done, you know, and 99% and of it is from this workshop. So yeah. uh, I don't you. know. Thank you so much. I don't know where I heard it, but it's a great way to end after your share also. And it will uh, keep you awake between now and uh, next Tuesday, maybe at night. So I apologize for that. But I heard in a meeting someplace, I don't remember where, when or who said it, God protects us from nothing and supports us in everything. Truly. Yeah, truly. We're, yeah. we're going to explore all of that as we do steps two and three. Um, we're preparing for step two. So obviously we're going to be looking at chapter four and rereading it from page 44. You've looked at page 44 before. Look at assignment six, and it says um, in item three, read and highlight chapter four. I'm asking you to read and highlight it just from a general standpoint. I am going to ask you read it three times. 
Each time I uh, give you uh, uh, that assignment, in the next two assignments, I will give you a question to ask while you're reading it. Right now, I don't have you asking yourself that question. Just read it generally, highlight it, whatever word or phrase seems to have some meaning to you. I will be asking you to use a different color highlighter the next two times you read it. So I'm suggesting that you have three different color highlighters. You'll understand that as we get into the assignment. Assignment six has um, item number one, lots of definitions again. Those definitions are critical. Not only look them up, but write them down. Pick the one that you like, a short one or a long one, it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer, and you'll see the many dictionaries and the many interpretations that people have about these words, but we want to understand the words in the big book. I'm going to focus uh, next time on pages 44 up to perhaps 53 if we have time, and then uh, I'll give assignments for more reading later on. The key before you really start the work is item number two. Ask yourself this question. What do I actually believe about God? You know, now, you probably did not hear the question as I intended. So I'm going to explain it and unpack that question. I asked you, what do I actually believe about God? Believe. I didn't ask you what you think what you feel, what you know, what you've read, what you've been told by your rabbi or your priest or your minister or your parents or your sponsor or your 12-step fellowship or the big book or any of your literature. I am not asking you an academic question. I am asking you to ask yourself, what do you today, as you're reviewing this during this next week, believe. Obviously, you need to look that word up to try to understand what that word means. But it's not know or feel. It's not think or been told. It's not about theology. It's about what do you believe personally today? And write it out. Write out your answer, whether it's a phrase or a sentence or a paragraph or a page or more. It doesn't matter. But not only think about it, do all the dictionary work that I suggested and pray about it, but write it out and, and do that before next week. Because I'm going to give you another assignment that builds on that next week. And I'm giving it to you this way because that was the, the way it was spoon fed to me when I was 10 years sober. And it blew open the lid on my agnosticism, this process. You probably want to follow the direction in number four, which is to reread and highlight. If you haven't uh, highlighted it before, the spiritual awakening in appendix two on page 567 in the back of the book. You did that at the beginning of the workshop, but the hell, that was January, several months ago. It'd be very good for you to reread it and try to understand it uh, maybe a little bit differently or a little bit more deeply a spiritual awakening, a spiritual experience. Please join me in the serenity prayer. 
God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, this is a wisdom journey. Yeah, thank you, everybody. <laughs>